right. All right, Christian Sicoli, everybody, uh, former NFL player and current wealth management advisor at Merrill Lynch. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. And uh, glad we were able to set something up. Thanks for having me, Kevin. My pleasure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your background, man, and, um, you know, maybe how you grew a passion for sports or, and football. And, uh, you know, j- just give us a little background info. <laughs> Got you. Well, yeah, I was uh, born in Eastern Europe in Albania, and I, I came to the U.S. when I was nine years old. Uh, grew up in Jersey then. I was a big soccer fan and soccer player uh, growing up. Even as a little kid, I loved playing soccer with my cousins, and I was, I was crazy about sports and soccer specifically. Uh, and then by middle school, I, I got really into football and uh, kind of transitioned over and, you know, took that passion from soccer the football, but it was always definitely a big sports kid and loves, loves sports. And I love playing. I love being active. Uh, and then I went ahead and uh, played football from seventh grade on. I went to, you know, the university at Buffalo. Fortunately, I got, I got a full scholarship there and, and then, and then on to the NFL and, uh, yep. Also studied basically some finance. Uh, I did, I did, I did some schooling as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Good for you. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, what a crazy story, man. I mean, grew up, uh, born, born in Albania, um, moved to the U S I mean, you know, you know, maybe like backtrack a little bit, like that must've been crazy, man. Like that must've been a crazy, uh, transition for you. I mean, uh, talk about like your first impressions and, and, you know, t- like going from soccer to football, um, you know, did you even know about football when you were in Albania a little bit or have you, uh, or, you know? No, I, yeah, no, I, I didn't at all, Kevin. Uh, it was all new to me and I really have been fortunate to have a very uh, unique life experience, obviously going from living in Albania and then to here, and then to be fortunate to live in multiple States at such a young age. And I, I was gifted that for football. And another thing I'd say is, I've been very fortunate to be in the position I have, you know, even in my family, you know, a lot of people had it a lot harder, you know, some of my older cousins had to come to the U.S. alone without any help, kind of, you know, and they just had an uncle or a cousin and my dad, he just had, you know, my uncle, I mean, my uncle had his own family to take care of. So a lot of people immigrated to this country and they had no other help and they had to really grind it out. So, you know, yes, I have that immigrant story, but I also have to, I have to say that I've been very fortunate to, get to come here at a young age, relatively young age and nine years old, and then have a support system and, and people that are kind of uh, taking care of my food and shelter. And, and, you know, while I get to pursue what I love. So I've also been very fortunate in that way. No, man, definitely. I mean, that's, that's a crazy story, man. I mean, that, that's some, that's some cool stuff right there. So, I mean, yeah, talk about that. Like sports was probably a way for you to, to channel that energy and, and um, it was, yeah that grind talk talk about that um and and, you know I saw your cousin like you said I mean introduced you to a game of of football um I mean yeah I mean going like what was your initial what was your family's initial reaction to that like you know they're probably always grinding and and when football like they were probably they didn't even know much too much about it um you know were they very supportive of that as well um you pursuing football yeah, well, initially, my cousin was a big motivation. He was a huge support system of football. Uh, my parents, not as much. You know, they were, they were concerned. They were worried about the sport. And also, uh, generally speaking, you know, even, even other cousins, they, had, they, they never saw the potential of sports, I would say. And 
you know, it, it's because the way they were brought up, they were brought up to, to work and make a living and make some money and survive kind of thing, you know, so they weren't fortunate enough to see that, you know, football could give you, you know, a full scholarship and you could play football at a professional level. Like they, they know that existed, but it's almost like, I feel like they, they thought like, you know, who are we to get something like that, you know? So it was definitely, uh, I was definitely kind of breaking barriers a little bit. Yeah, I was with it, you know, and, um, but yeah, I also had a great support system and, and then my, my parents eventually they, they did, uh, they did tag along and, you know, even though they didn't want me to play and they, they said no play and I was headstrong about playing, eventually they did support me. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they could have uh, had me not play, I'm sure. And uh, it was nice that they, they did let me play, even though it, they did not think that was what was best for me. And I, and looking back now, I, I see why I see their point, you know, but um yeah, I also have to make a point that I believe in pursuing your passions. You know, I really do. It's the same old thing that a lot of people have said, but I, I believe in it, you know, especially when you're young. If you have a passion for something, you should pursue it. And if kids have a passion for something, I think that generally speaking, you know, parents should allow them to pursue it because I think that's a very, uh, it's it's a finite thing in this world, man. There's not a lot of times, that it, there's a lot of people going through the motions and, you know, not for the wrong reasons. It's just life is hard. You know, it's not easy to be yeah. passionate about a particular thing and want to put so much of your energy into it. And I find it to be very unique of a deal. So when somebody at whatever age is really passionate about something, they want to do it. I think it's uh, generally speaking, it's good for people around as much as they get to support them, you know? Yeah. You know, support them uh, emotionally, you know what I'm saying? Or just be there. I'm not saying support them, like, you know, give them money. I'm being reasonable. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On a tangent here, yeah. but I think, I think we understand each other. No, no, definitely, yeah. man. I, I love it. I love it. And, Hey man, it worked out well for you, man. I mean, you kicked some serious butt and uh, I did. I was fortunate too, man. I was, there's a lot of breaks I got and there's a lot of things that could have, could have went wrong and didn't. And, you know, I tore my ACL that ended my career at the end, which stinks. But I think back and I think, what if I would have tore my ACL in my senior year, you know, maybe I would have never right. played in the NFL. So, you know, you learn to be grateful when you walk away from it and kind of look it all back in, uh, in retrospect. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, when was it like, you know, your parents realized like, wow, like, you know, you're, you, you know, they, they saw, you know, sports in your future and, you know, possibly a long-term uh, thing, because I, I saw in high school, you were top 10 at discus throwing. I mean, you were a starter for your basketball team, man. I mean, you were doing a little bit of everything, bro. I mean, I loved it, dude. Right. Me, we got to give it to them. <laughs> I felt so, it's funny because I never thought anything of it. To me, that felt so normal. It was like, okay, well, the next season is here. Am I going to train? extra for football or am I going to play some sport or do something? So I always really enjoyed sports and I had the energy for it and, and it was a blessing. It really was awesome. Um, yeah. And I, I love playing discus. I love throwing discus, by the way, I had some great coaches and I really enjoyed that. Um, discus was fun. And I, I might, I might throw it again sometime. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. For sure. In the uh, backyard or something. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That was a little shop with though. You did a shop with thing. Discus. Oh yeah. 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 Discus. Yeah. 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 But um, no, I'm curious, man, like, you know, even in high school, uh, like, did you know, like, football was still right. Your question, going? Yeah. So I, I, it was a dream to go to the NFL. It really was since mm. middle school. I remember it was a dream, and I was very fixated, as many kids are, on certain things. And for me, it was the NFL. And I dreamed of making it to the NFL. I dreamed of getting drafted. But it really was a dream. I'd say more than a goal, just naturally, because even though I really wanted it, I, I always felt like, oh man, I, I, that's obviously such a hard thing to do, but it would be so amazing to get there. 
Um, and I would watch NFL films in the summers all the time. And I was a total football nerd, Giants fan growing up. I think probably by my senior year, I started, you know, junior, senior year, I started to gain more confidence and be like, okay, I'm a better player now. And then I think, uh, you know, redshirt freshman year, I think like the second, third year of college is, and obviously getting the scholarship, that puts a little, you know, addition, addition of confidence. It, it does. Uh, and playing division one, it does. It all plays into your head. It's crazy how much that plays into your head, actually. You, know? yeah, <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. That's right. huge. Yeah. That's huge. But, but after about a year or two, I'd say the college program or the strength program and working my technique even more, I think it was starting to kick in where I was like, all right, I got a shot at this. And, you know, I really want to make it happen. I feel like I had, I had a chance, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like you said, I mean, you went to uh, the University of Buffalo. I mean, talk about that transition from high school to college. Um, was that like a tough transition for you? I mean, it sounds like you were, you know, keeping in shape and keeping busy in high school with, um, you know, uh, doing fitness and, and, no, and basketball. Was. I mean, talk it about was. that transition. It was. And my, my first semester, I remember I got a 2-1 GPA and I was a pretty good student in high school. So I was like, oh, man. This is not me. I'm like, this is this is not good. <laughs> I got yeah, things going yeah, yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot. The Division One uh, athletic schedule with academic, you know, it, it's it's intense. And I say athletic first because it's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. mind. It. I mean, it is what it is. You know, we all yeah. have our, our, our craft. <laughs> yeah. No, you know? man. No. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was very challenging. Uh, it was tough, but what a great way to learn time management and to learn work ethic at such a young age. So it was good. And then I turned that GPA around. I, I got out with uh, a three, six in the business program. So let's go, man. Let's go. Good, good shit. You, you made it, you made a comeback there. Um, yes. Hell yeah. And there's nothing it, it, more satisfying in life and sports academics than, than, than failing at something and being like, man, can I do this? And then doing it, you know? And yeah, that, that's, it's about a hundred percent, man. Like, Right now, man, I, I'm like struggling to get by school, so I can't even imagine <laughs> balancing sports and like it's tough, yeah. Honestly, here you are, though, you're, you're here on a Saturday and you're spending your time doing an interview, so good for you. You know, this is your precious time, and you're taking the time to do something to add to your, your talent to figure out what you want to do and pursue what you want to do. So, I, you know, I appreciate that, man. that. No, I really commend that. You know, it's easy, you know. You could you could just be going to school, but I think it's the extra stuff that helps you get get a little further along and figure out also what what you want to do with your time. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Hey, I'm learning from the best, man. I'm I'm learning from the best right now, so let's get it. It's... <laughs> hey, man, you're the goat right now. You're the goat. You're taking your time too, so I appreciate it. I mean, just as valuable. So I know I know um you know it's not easy balancing. I mean, even now I can imagine how busy you are. I mean, with you know. I do. Lynch and balancing these these uh, media inquiries and, and all this. So, uh, yeah. I mean, talk about that. Like, you know, just you know, the grind in, in college, and and then you know, you get the opportunity um, to play with like Khalil Mack, like too. Like, I saw that. Like, that must have been pretty cool. Um, you know, you know, talk about like balancing that. Like, was there ever a time where okay, like school academics, and then you know, did that ever, was there, at, like, even during that time, were you, like, still set going into NFL, or did you have questions of, okay, maybe I should take a step back, focus on school, like, because this is just crazy, nah? Well, that never existed, and that's what I really love about 
looking back on that and it gives me so much um i feel like wisdom on what i need to do now to be successful because i'll call myself out now i'll be like am i doing this the way i did things for the nfl because with the nfl there was never a thought of oh maybe i don't want to play football and make the nfl maybe oh uh, maybe school is falling behind no it was a priority and i literally remember i i mean even in personal life there was a lot of things that a young kid likes to do and looking back now i'm yeah. kind of proud of myself thinking back like there's things that a young kid likes to do with his time that i would give up for football and uh i'm very proud to have proud i should say fortunate too proud and fortunate that they have been passionate about something like that and had had the, the opportunity to follow through you know yeah no absolutely man i mean yeah. what, what was college well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to take that into wealth management i really am you know and yeah. it's uh it's hard. It's not easy because uh, I like investing, and I've been I've been doing it all my life, but not a long life. <laughs> but to me, it's long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that, man. Yeah, you know, I love the stock market. I really believe in investing and in consistent investing and what you can do for people if it's done the right way. I don't believe in uh, uh, get rich quick. I don't believe in um, kind of like you know. I really believe in the old school way of investing and. And it being a consistent follow through the same way that my approach is to football, you know, I, I think um, it, it, it's kind of it's a boring way, but it's the way that works, you know, like people, you know, young kids always talk to me and they say, how can I make the NFL, how can I make the NFL, I say, listen to your coaches, you know, go to the weight, go to the weight room, don't miss any days in the weight room, it, there's no exciting formula, it's hard freaking work every day kind of thing. And I, and I really I, I see that that way in investing as well I think it's about enduring and going through hard times and sticking to your strategy and buying when things look tough um knowing not to be greedy when things look really good and you think you need to just buy everything so i'm trying to carry that over and um it's, it's been fun it's been good i'll be honest it's not like the nfl and i don't think anything will be that's just the reality but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. I, I i can only imagine man i can only imagine i mean right but no and i'm very fortunate to be at merrill lynch that they're really a great firm and they they've got a lot of great heads that work for this firm and a lot of great um tools and and, and just wisdom people that we get to we get to listen to like Chris Izzy, you know, the head guy for our, uh, investment research guy. He's, he's the guy that he heads are, you know, the guys that make our portfolio. Sorry to get a little yeah. technical, but and I, and I love listening to him. I love hearing his takes in the market and even his takes on, uh, you know, simple things sometimes, you know, cause conversations develop and uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that part of the job. It's kind of like, uh, it reminds me of getting to work with, with great coaches in, in football. It really does. No, hundred percent. I mean, when was it in your career? Like at what point were you like, okay, like you, was there a time, a certain time period in your career where you were like, okay, I really still want to pursue investing and, and wealth management, uh, you know, post-career. Was there a certain time period that it was like that for you where, um, so it, I, like it was always an interest with football, like the one hand in hand for you, like, yeah. when was it that you were thinking full time that, that you were interested in doing it? So I, I was really fascinated by the stock market and Wall Street, and I wanted to be a trader. I wanted to buy stocks for a living. You know, I, I did not know that I wanted to be a financial advisor. Uh, I, I, it was always one of those things where I was like, oh, I guess that's one of the things I could do. Um, I just wanted to be in that world. I loved the grind of it, and I was really fascinated by the stock market. I wanted, you know, I was fascinated by guys like Warren Buffett and how they had such a long track record of investing and 
you know, compounding their interest. I, I liked it. I liked the numbers part. I, I just, it just appealed to me. And I always stuck with it. And that's why I picked finance. And, and it really was kind of a, I don't want to say second passion. got the strong word. You know, I, I feel like I was passionate about football and that's kind of focus. But that was my <laughs> yes. second focus. Like, you know, away from football, I actually, I, I really did feel even through college, like this is going to be the, the bread and butter I get to do for a really long time. Cause I always knew, you know, football does eventually end. So, and, and, and then I'd say then financial advisor, I was uh, a couple of years ago when I was, my, my career was coming to an end. I was talking networking and talking to a lot of guys here in New York, a lot of bankers. And uh, I got really connected to the Albanian community. Um, mm -hmm. There's actually a lot of investment bankers and even some very successful financial advisors that are Albanian here in New York city. And they were really good to me. That was really awesome to come back home and have those guys support me and, give me their hour, everyone, you know, I, it was literally like 15, 20 guys that all gave me an hour plus of their time. Some of them still mentor me now. And they kind of got, led me to be like, okay, this is what I like, this is the opportunities. And it kind of seemed to be that financial advisor would be the, the best uh, way forward. No, absolutely, man, absolutely. I mean, that, that's tough stuff. So respect, salute to you. Cause I, yeah. I cannot do that, man. That's, that's tough, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, everything has its challenges. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear you say it's tough. I, most people think of financial advisors, I feel like, and they're like, oh, those guys just hang out. You know, they, don't, they just sell mutual funds. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, man, I, I, worked, I worked as like an assistant like a couple years back, just like cleaning up shit. And, uh, yeah, no, and you see the grind, you know? Yeah. It's like anything else. There's the glory and the grind, and they, they both uh, exist. <laughs> no, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm curious, like, as a player, like, were you investing in the market, like as a player, like on a, my consistent? Yes. Wow. It was, yeah. Um, to be honest, and you know, it's human nature to want to time the market. So even me looking back now, I could have been better. I didn't dollar cost average as much as I should have. Um, and I don't believe in strictly dollar cost averaging. I believe in a combination. I believe you should have a set of your portfolio that your dollar cost averaging always and I should, I believe you should have a, another set of your portfolio. And these numbers depend on the situation, the client, the risk tolerance, all that good stuff. And then the other set, I think you should have that you invest in kind of like Chris Isaac likes to say, our investment uh, specialist at Merrill, uh, yeah, you should invest in the barbell approach where you kind of try and find two to three times a year, maybe where the market corrects. And every year there are several times, you know, where the market does correct seven ten percent. It's not easy to find these times or wait for them, but yet you save a certain amount so that when these times come, you buy into the market. And that's kind of what I tried to do while in the NFL, while in college. But I was much better in the NFL than in college, and I'm much better now than in the NFL, and only because of time and experience in the market. I really mean that because human nature always says, yeah. It doesn't, human nature says, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to wait to buy low, but you need to have a consistent dollar cost averaging. And um, yeah, I, I did that pretty well in the NFL. And I, I also, I had some, some really good funds that performed pretty well for me, honestly. And I'm proud of that. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I mean, good for you. Like salute because you know, I also was, I also was investing, sorry. I also was investing in a bull market. So let's, let's, let's keep it all in perspective. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey man, invest. Hey, it's better than what I'm doing right now. I mean, right uh, in time, man, you're probably trying to get through college one thing at a time. You got, yeah, two, no, I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm, cash flow work. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying, man. I'm trying. I mean, yes. Was there a time like 
were any of your teammates also like investing in the market? Like, were you looking at what they were spending or you were like, what? That's one thing that I wish I was better about. I really did not talk to my teammates a lot about investing. I felt like it was a personal thing. Yeah. And I, I shied away from talking about that stuff unless I was close to somebody. Um, a couple of guys, I know a lot of them didn't invest actually, especially for several of their first years in the NFL and they just save it. Um, some people say that's good to do. I, I think it's always good to get invested earlier than later um, and not necessarily get invested and invest aggressively at all. I just think even investing conservatively earlier than later is better. Not only because, of course, you'll make a little bit more money because more time in the market in the long run, but because it's the more time in the market, the more you learn your risk tolerance, the more you learn how you want to invest, the more you make mistakes and you correct those mistakes. It's, it's literally, it's, a, it's like anything else. You know, you get better with time. So, but yeah, no, I, I, I wish that looking back now, I always say, I, I wish I had more investing conversations in the locker room and, you know, we were talking about other things. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, absolutely. Um, you know, is there like right now, I mean, I, I'd love to hear your take on this right now. I've been buying a lot of sports cards. Uh, so uh, I don't know what your take is on that space. Like what, what do you think of like this whole like sports card phenomenon and, investing in football cards and the market for that. Um, like Tom's cards are going up too, like crazy. Yeah. My thought is any investing that is done with doing your due diligence and doing your work is better than no investing. And I truly believe that, but mm -hmm. I would always remind you, especially with this stuff. And my brother does this stuff too. He buys a lot of different things in retail uh, and then retails them online. Um, it's, it's a great thing. You make money from it. Uh, just make sure that whatever you're spending, you can afford to lose. Not necessarily that you're even going to lose it just because you don't want to, you don't want, everything has its bear market. You know, if, if those cards crash, you don't want to be desperate and sell. So whatever you're putting away, know the risk exposure and know that you can let it sit there. But I, I really believe that, you know, any investing is better than no investing. Even if you're buying gold, silver to hold it for a while. Cash inflates, you know, cash will always keep inflating. That's just the system we have to boost productivity, you know, and let's not get all, all into the, uh, the, 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 the philosophical monetary yeah. and all that good stuff, which I love that stuff. I really find it fascinating. I'm still trying yeah. to understand it myself, but yes, any investing I think is good, dude. I really would encourage it. And even if you lose money, you're learning so much. Mm -hmm. And if you're investing, you're winning. And the more you invest, the more you learn to invest better. It's always better than holding the dollar. Yeah, that's, that's, no, for, for sure, man. Like that, that's sort of like how I think too. It's like, if I'm losing, at least I'm gaining knowledge, you know? Yes, absolutely, dude. Because yeah. uh, what are you gaining? I just keeping your dollar in the bank and just being safe. I mean, I, I don't know, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it, it's tough because, you know, I feel like a lot of parents out there, like they're always like, save your money, save your money. And it's like, I, know, that is, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. And, you know, it, yes, investing is tough too, because it's like, right. you know, like yeah. do your due diligence, do yeah. your research. Yeah. Um, and like they want to, they encourage investing too, most parents, um, but it's just like the risk, like the. Yeah. Yes. You know, and when um, I say do your due diligence, they, a lot of people take that as, do your due diligence so you can find all the winners. No, that just means, but what I mean by do your due diligence, know the risk exposure you're getting into and know the time frame of what you're investing in. You know, yeah. is it a one-year thing? Is it a six-month thing? 
some things need five years. So you should know and understand that that cash flow is going to be away for that time span. So that, that's the due diligence part, you know. And, and, and to the parents' point, they're right. And my parents always advocated me to save. And my parents have always been very skeptical of the stock market themselves, actually, because, yeah. you know, they came here from a different country. And it's new, to, it's new to them. The public market, public investing, you know, clicking on a button and then owning uh, ownership of another business. They're like, no, that's a, that's a lie. That's not real. <laughs> that's not yeah. but, and now they've warmed up to it for sure. Now they've actually, they actually own some yeah. uh, stocks themselves, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you. I mean, I always feel like investing in something, whatever it may be, is like always a huge second source of like, yes, income. Like at some point, but like you, you just provide more opportunity for yourself yes. to put yourself out. To your, to your parents' point about the saving thing, I didn't want to miss that. Um, you should always have a savings account. You should always have an emergency fund, and you should figure out what that is for you. But yeah, that it's not sound investing to take five thousand dollars and that's all you have and you put into something, you know. I right. mean, you don't need that risk and you're young, you can afford to go ahead. Yeah, you might win, but yes, you know, you should have uh, some some stashed away always for emergency and then also have some stashed away for a correction. But it's not easy, you know, it's not easy to make yeah. that money. No, absolutely. I mean, as a as a college student too, I'm always yeah, like, hey, should, I know, I, yeah. should I grab a 30 right now or should I put this? <laughs> this I've been there, dude. I've been there. He's yeah. Natty Ice. I mean, I still love my Bud Light, even though that's an upgrade from the college days, you know. <laughs> hey, man, Natty, Natty Light. It was the best bang for your buck. If we talk about we're talking best bang for your buck right now, Natty Light was the way to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it. it I mean, not, it wasn't really my parents in particular. It was just like I feel like you know, like parents in general, like just yes. No, because they're, they're always they're they're very risk averse, kind of naturally. They want to protect their kids, you know. Exactly, of course, of course. I mean, are you are you a fan of like cryptocurrency? Like, what's your take on that? Um, on space. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. Um, I'm a little I'm a little limited on how I, how much I can talk on it because the Merrill thing, you know. But oh, true. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think I think two things. I think people should be open minded to it because technology is a thing. Obviously, things are always changing. It possibly could provide value, but, and this is a huge but for me, I think people should also realize that the monetary system we've built up is extremely complex. It's, it's got a lot of things that are interconnected. We've been working on this thing for thousands of years since we started trade. It's not as simple as, you know, I don't think it's, it's not as simple as, you know, five guys came together and they came up with the Federal Reserve so they can control the world and just kind of screw everybody over. I think there's a lot more to it than that. And if you think that's all there is to it, I would push people because I think a lot of people that are hardcore on the Bitcoin thing, I think they're not all of them, not all of them, but I'm not against Bitcoin. I, yeah, I, don't, no. have I, I don't have any money in it. I don't have. Oh, no, yeah. It just, you know, I think one thing is just if you want to say that the Federal Reserve is bad and inflation is bad and all and taxation is theft and all this stuff that, you know, you see on, you know, on Twitter for all these guys look into monetary policy, look into why we have inflation, you know, look into why we've, we've created these things to boost, to, you know, to create productivity. And I'm not saying that, they, you know, the, the guys before us created the perfect system. It's not, there's no perfect system. We'll always keep evolving and maybe digital currency will be the next thing we evolve to, but just try to be open to the complexity of the problem before thinking, oh, we don't need cash. We have Bitcoin, you know, so not, you know, but I, I'm, I'm open to it. It's interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I just saw it. I just saw it was interesting. I mean, have any, um, have any of your past teammates, like, you know, been interested in investing? Like, have you had like, you know, have more players like generally, you know, specifics, but just generally speaking, like post career, like, or have former teammates of yours been saying, Hey, like, you know, I want to get into this space. Cause I've seen a lot of, um, you know, professional athletes post-career. And I think it's great, um, you know, trying to become more financially literate. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like your situation is is the perfect example. You know, you put yourself out there, you invested, you're interested yeah. in, um, you know, find, becoming more financially literate. Like, you know, what advice would you have for players trying to get into that space? And, um, you know, what advice would you give to them with, you know, with some of them with lots of, lots of money to, to yeah to lose, I guess. So um, I'm curious. Uh, What I would tell them is um, learn for yourself, but also don't try to figure it all out yourself. There's a lot to, there's a lot to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Trust, find a professional that you trust. And I'm not saying just because I work work in it, Um, especially while you're in the league, there's only so much time in the day. Uh, one thing I've really come to appreciate, especially now in my free time away from football, because now I create, you know, my own schedule kind of. I don't have uh, coaches telling me when to go to places and everything. Right. You really can only be really good at one thing. I kind of believe that. It's pretty true. So you can't be, you know, in the NFL and also be um, a great investor that's following the markets consistently every day. You know, you can follow it and you should follow it and you should have an idea and check up on your advisor every week every two weeks, whatever, you know, come up with a way to check up on them, come up with a way to, you know, the same way you want, you might want to check up on your accountant, et cetera, et cetera. But you can only be good at one thing every day because everything takes time, you know? So, you know, that, that's kind of my take on that. And and, and, and to answer your question about the guys of, I've been licensed for a couple months now and I actually still can't prospect. Well, that's a whole, yeah, we won't go into that, but it, it, it's a freeze now in prospecting because, you know, with COVID and everything. But uh, I, I hope, I really hope to, 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 to get this uh, freeze off soon and, and, and get talking to guys. And I, I really, I'd, I'd love to build a book of business helping athletes because I relate to them. Uh, I think I, I understand what they're going through emotionally. And, you know, and I, I, could, I, could, I could be uh, somebody that, that, could, that could guide them, honestly, in the markets and emotionally. But I also know it's going to be tough because, they, they still see me as they should. I just two years out. I'm just one of them. They're like, why should I trust you with my money, Christian? You're a defensive end. You're a left guard. You're not a money manager. So, and that, that'll take time. And uh, I just hope that, you know, enough guys will give me a shot and, and, and I'll do a really good job for them. And I'm confident that that, 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 that will, uh, that'll give me a shot doing a really good job for a couple of guys that help, you know, that give me yeah, a no. chance. To show 100, yeah. hundred percent. And, 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 you know, to your point, like, you know, I see it as like, like you said, like you, you relate to them. So, you know, that's an aspect that not many people have, you know, they can't, yeah. they don't well, have I, I get where they're coming from. You know, it's like what, why they want to spend certain money in certain places, why, you know, they want to have a good time when the season ends and they finally have that break, you know, and right. I also can tell them about the, 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 the preparation it takes and it's a constant preparation for when the football ends, you know, you have to prepare for that in so many ways, you know, not only, you know, emotionally and, you know, yourself personally, but you have to prepare for it financially, you know, you have to think about it career wise. And I really think that's where good financial advice is huge for those guys. 
you know, not in just, you know, let's, let me help you pick the best mutual funds and help you pick the best stocks through my research at Merrill. Yeah, no, there's value in that. But I really think the bigger value I would bring as an advisor is um, navigating them through like the things that are coming up for them and how to prepare for them financially, how to make sure their cash flow is lined up correctly for, for these different things. Cause uh, yeah, cash flow needs definitely change. Uh, you know, and cash flow is not there as much when the NFL ends and it's tough, the transition. I experienced it myself. I, I was fortunate to uh, get into financial advising relatively quickly, but you know, still it's been a two years of a uh, tough time to, to, to really recreate my identity myself, you know, and not, not even for others, it's just myself to recreate my own identity because I wake up and I'm used to lifting weights. And now my grind is here on these screens, kind of looking yeah. at these screens and uh, talking to people and, you know, learning the, the tools of the trade. So, yeah, I hope to be able to help guys get ready for that and then their transition to whatever they're going to do after football. Yeah, 100%. I mean, what, in your opinion, um, like what's more re rewarding for you? Like the fact that you're the first Albanian football player um, to play in the NFL or, uh, or would it be helping, uh, you know, athletes post-career, you know, become more financially literate? Like what's, if you think about that, the two. two oh, I mean, yeah, no, the second, I mean, listen, the first one's amazing. I'll be proud of that for the rest of my life. I, I always have that. I'm so proud of it. I was always proud to be an Albanian and I, I, I wore it on my sleeve. <laughs> Everybody knew I was Albanian, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I always have that. But the second one, if I can, if I can make that one happen, that'll be really awesome, Kevin, because that's something that I'll get to enjoy for the rest of my life, which is really cool. I think I'll enjoy that. I think I actually, I like coaching too. You know, I like, you know, giving my thoughts to people and helping them out where I can. And I think, I think that's something that'd be really rewarding because I, I could do that for a long time. You know, an ACL can't stop me from doing that. So, yeah, hundred really percent. Awesome you got the chance to help guys out and be someone that uh, athletes can, can look to for support because another reality is I will always miss the game. That's just the truth. You know, uh, it, it's a beautiful game. I'm always going to miss playing it. So being able to be around other athletes that are playing it and guiding them a little bit and maybe seeing that, you know, my guidance helped them just a, just a little bit, made a little bit of a difference. I think that'd be really cool. No, hundred percent, man. hundred percent. And you know, good for you to make that transition and, you know, make the most out of the situation. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's, it's a fight every day. Don't, don't look at me and see a, a success story. That's killing no, it every no, day. No, man, no, man. Salute, bro. No, but the reality yeah, I just, no, but I just want to be real. Even the people that are listening, you know, it's nothing, nothing is just glory. You know, even my mm -hmm. job, there's plenty of challenges and, you know, right now I'm processing business loans for the CARES Act because that's where my firm needs you right now. So it's just an example of, you know, you never know what life's going to give you, you know, stick to your goals and your, your end goal in mind, but be ready for, for those turns. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Um, no, Hey man, you, you, it's an incredible story. So, uh, you know, I know you're downplaying it, but you're, you're kicking butt. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think most, you know, you don't really hear that from most players, you know, hear that side of the story. So, um, yeah, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, man. But uh, you know, it was a great, it was great conversation, and you know what you're doing to help athletes, and you know your ability to relate to them, and of course, you know your legacy in the NFL, first Albanian football player, you know, to play in the league. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's that's dope, man. That's some serious serious stuff. So, um, you know, the fact that you're making the most out of the situation is is huge, and uh, salute to you and and your endeavors, and. Uh, yeah, just just keep kicking butt and keep keep uh keep on 
supporting others like you're doing. I will. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you very much for the opportunity and keep doing what you're doing with this thing, man. It's cool. And uh, good luck with the rest of school. And also, if uh, I know you're in college, but you never know who you run into and you never know what money you're going to run into. But <laughs> if, if you or anybody you know you think could use my services, I would really appreciate a recommendation. I, I would be honored and uh, I'd make the most of it. I'm, I'm very hungry to build my book right now. And uh, I do I, I do my best to do a really good job. No, 100%, man. You'll, you'll be the go-to, man. You'll be the go-to. Wild chat, our wild chat advisor over here. We'll, we'll make, <laughs> Let's go. We'll make, how, many years, <laughs> how many years you got left in school? Uh, I have, I, so I'm in my last semester. Um, nice. Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh. What yeah. are you studying? Uh, so I'm, I'm studying uh, marketing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So marketing major, minor in sales. Um, nice. I got to tell you, the the finance classes were, were pretty tough for me. I, accounting was brutal, man, for me. Uh, oh, accounting was brutal for me, too. Don't worry. I, I hated accounting. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. No, yeah I actually like uh, finance classes a little bit. I find the, you know, budgeting, you know, cash flow stuff pretty interesting and time value money and all that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, though. Every, everything is going to be digital for you, but you know, it's all going to be on social media, but you know, you're ready. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's definitely strange and it's definitely adjustment, but it's, you know, like yourself, I'm just trying to make the most of it. And Hell yeah, well, you'll be God, fine. Thank God I'm done with accounting, bro. Cause I would have been, that thing, you know, sales and marketing, a lot of it is being a people person too. And, uh, being open to meeting new people. And it sounds like you're, you're good at that and you're also practicing it. So good for you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Well, thanks again, Christian. And um, if there's any way I can support you, man, I'm sure I'll see you in the club room soon and uh, keep kicking. Kevin. Yeah. You're we'll, we'll send you our, our wild chat clients your way. You'll <laughs> Christian, our guy, he's our, he's our advisor now, you know, but yeah, no, appreciate it again, Christian and uh, keep, keep kicking butt. Appreciate Thank it, you, man. Kevin. Have a nice weekend, man. Thank you. Thanks, you too, man. Peace Good out. Night, I'll see you.